Well, hello there, you beautiful little human you. I am sitting here recording a very unexpected episode on my phone because (laughs) I was just judged. And I think this is so awesome because I love when something happens to me that I know is happening to you or maybe even that we're doing that I can shed light on. And this is totally something that I have not talked about yet that I have to talk about. Because as Christians, I think it is our duty, it is our responsibility to be different than the rest of the world and to show people that love and true acceptance does exist. And I know there's a fine line between spreading truth and forcing truth. And I know that there is a big difference between loving people even though you disagree with their choices and telling them you disagree with their choices, which in turn makes it feel like you are not loving them. I know that. I know that this is hard. But at the end of the day, I want to take you through this example because being judged, number one, sucks. Number two, you're being judged often on things that someone else just doesn't understand Number three, we are allowed to agree to disagree. And number four, we are also guilty of judging and judgment. And so how can we change this mentality and bring it to light so that we are in line with what God is asking us to do? Stay with me. This is going to be fun. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? Yes. Yes, we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. All right, let's start this little chit-chat, my friend, with a couple of scriptures, shall we? Because I think it's important to remember that we want to do what God is asking us to do. So for me, I'm always taking it back to, is this true? Is this right? And is this Christ-like? So a couple of things here. Um, Matthew 7, 1, judge not that you be not judged. So we are called to not judge others. Okay. James 2, 8, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. Okay. For a minute, for a minute, let's dissect that. You shall love your neighbor. It doesn't say only love your neighbor if they are white, black, Christian. What if they are gay? What if your neighbor is a hoodlum? What if your neighbor is that super loud neighbor that's like awkward and they're always putting their trash on the front lawn? Like love your neighbor. He he also didn't say tolerate your neighbor. God calls us to love our neighbor. And I think that's so critically important because through love is how we touch and impact change. If you have a neighbor, let's say you have a neighbor that doesn't believe 
in any way, shape, or form in what you believe in. And you want to show them that. And we know that we're called to bring people to Christ. Well, how do we do that? Do we be mean to the neighbor? Do we ignore the neighbor? Do we yell at them for leaving their trash on the yard? Do we talk crap about our neighbor? No, we love our neighbor. We say hi, we show them care. We offer, hey, do you need any help? I noticed that, you know, you've got 15 kids and you're, you know, you keep forgetting to bring your trash out to the front. Like, can I help you with that? I would love to do what I can to support you. That's love. And through doing that, doesn't that make the neighbor go, oh, that's what being a Christian looks and feels like? That person is so kind and they have put themselves in my shoes and they understand that I have a bajillion children and life is flipping hard right now and they just offered to help. Maybe you brought over a casserole for no reason. That to me is Christ-like love. And guess what? That is how you touch someone's heart. And through touching someone's heart, that is how they start to look into who you are. And at the root of who you are is Christ. And so then they say, oh, well, maybe I want to look into that. Their life seems easy and free and peaceful, and they're so kind. There's got to be something to this, right? Ephesians 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. I mean, come on. Guys, people often, you know, they know not what they do, and I think they need to be shown that there's another way. Um, And to me, I know when people teach me things instead of telling me things, I am much more apt to internalize that. So here's what happened with me. I was judged this morning. (laughs) I have this amazing person who's been thinking about hiring me for coaching and, you know, back and forth, we've gone over like the course of four months. And finally she reached out again about something. I said, Hey, look, I know you've been thinking of working with me, but there's something holding you back because you've asked me, you know, multiple times, for the coaching menu or for you've had different questions for me. And then, you know, it's radio silence. And I'm just curious what is holding you back. Let's just, you know, have an open conversation about it. And there were a lot of things that were going on for her, but the big one that really stuck out to me was she said, there are other Christian coaches or other people in our sphere that are telling me not to work with you because you believe in the Enneagram and things like that. And those things are all rooted in evil. And, you know, she was able to discern that that was ridiculous. And she was like that, you know, for a second, I thought about that, but she she was able to move on from that. But I, for me, I'm like, okay, first of all, that really bugs. It just really bugs me because as Christians, we are supposed to be the ones that are not creating divides right? We are the ones that are supposed to be one full body, one full body under Christ, open doors, open arms. But yet here we sit in this small niche of like Christian coaches and Christian podcasters judging each other based on something, in my opinion, as ridiculous as a personality test. Come on with it, people. Like, so I thought that was so ugly. And I think Also, the fact that people are audacious enough to tell someone else who they should and should not work with is the utmost level of spitefulness, of having an inauthentic heart, of ugliness and judgment, all of which, in my opinion, are sins. And here's also what really irks me about this, not 
one of those people has ever come to me and said, hey, I'm just curious, you know, like, because if my name is in, on their mouth and on their lips in a negative way, don't you think I should have the uh, opportunity to explain why I like something that they think is evil, like the Enneagram? And here, I get it, okay? Everything can be rooted in evil. If you go back, yoga, okay, meditation, the Enneagram, I mean, come on, guys. Anything on this earth can be used for evil. Alcohol, right? Uh, watching R-rated movies can be evil. Like, it just gets so ridiculous to me because I think you have to look at things from your own light and you have to understand, how am I using this thing that other people are saying is evil and to me, I'm like, the Enneagram has been this truly life-changing tool for me to understand people better. When I have a client who is an Enneagram 7, I know they are a free spirit. They are excited about the next new thing. They're going to have a hard time finishing projects. They need a lot of accountability. But they're also extremely vi- vivacious and vibrant. And they're going to be amazing once they get this project complete. So it helps me have a higher level of accountability for that person versus if I'm working with an Enneagram one, I'm not worried about their accountability. I'm more worried about them just taking action and not overthinking things because they want things to be perfect and organized and structured and they need to understand the big picture before they're ready to act. That is invaluable. My husband, he's an Enneagram nine. Oh my gosh, once I finally understood the little the little nuances of his personality, I knew that a big thing for me was I wasn't listening when he would share things with me. I wasn't actively listening, which would in turn like make him super frustrated. Simply the 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 simple action of setting my phone down and intensely listening when he's speaking to me no matter how like in passing it seems to me is very important to a 9. They also don't like conflict. So making sure that I didn't escalate things in the moment, but waited until we could talk about it later. Like little things like that. Nowhere in that did I ever say (laughs) the Enneagram is gospel. The Enneagram is something I worship. Like you guys, it's a personality test. I'm only using it as such. It's the same thing as saying oh, somebody has a short attention span or a long attention span. I'm going to use that to my benefit. Oh, somebody's a um, whatever. Somebody likes to learn visually versus audibly. I'm going to use that to my benefit. It's a tool. It's a tool. And I think it's so silly that people put so much weight in judging something of this earth because it's just everything here doesn't matter anyway, right? So if there's something that can you can use to make your life better, your work better, your mission here more effective, why would you not use that? Let's use yoga as another example. If somebody's like, I love to do yoga. I go twice a week to the yoga studio. And for me, it brings peace and it brings clarity. And while I'm doing yoga, I'm just totally quieting my mind. Or I'm maybe they're, you know, meditating. Maybe they are going through some cleansing thoughts while they do yoga. Why is that bad? Okay, that is not bad. 
There's nothing wrong with that. And I also (laughs) want to say that I'm not judging those other Christians that are judging me. I am just encouraging them to have an open heart to people because you don't know who people are at their core unless you speak to them, you ask them. And I think that it's so ugly that other people think they have the right to choose and judge what is right and wrong because God is the only judge. He is the only person on this planet that gets to decide when something is evil in someone's life. Am I right? So whatever side of the coin you're on, as I'm on this soapbox right now, maybe you're the one being judged. I, go on. Go on, sister. Don't change who you are and what you believe in and your messaging because someone else is judging you because it's between you and God. And if God's good with it, won't he do it? Go. You do you. I just had a client yesterday. Uh, we did a podcast strategy session and she is a vegan and she believes in living a crunchy, frugal lifestyle and only eating plant-based food. Oh, and P.S. She's not a Christian, but guess what? She still listens to my podcast. Why? Because everybody is welcome here. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a man, woman, child, gay, straight, black, white, Indian, Mexican. You are welcome here. Everybody. And I loved the fact that she told me, I'm not a Christian, but I love your show. Because you don't judge because you're kind, because you put out amazing content. And you guys, that's what, hello, is that not the point of our work here? To love and to teach and to inspire and to create change? And I will tell you what, maybe she never, ever looks into Christianity, but you know what? That's okay with me because my work is to speak about what I believe in and not push it on anybody in a forceful way, but yet show love and light and what that's done for me and prove through the way that I speak and the way that I treat other people that God is working through me. That is my responsibility and I'm here for it. (laughs) So take that, take that world. That's it. That's it. Right. And if you're on the other side of this and I have been, okay, so please know Judgment is so easy. It's easy to judge others. I mean, I know that I've had a moment where I'm like, oh man, like that's not as good as mine or that, you know, that person doesn't know what they're talking about or whatever it might be. I just actually went through this, you guys, when I shared that episode about the kid in my class. I immediately judged the parents. And if you haven't listened to that one, it's the spiritual warfare episode. It's a couple back. I judged because it's, it's easy. It's so easy to judge. But you know what? God reminded me ever so softly over the course of a week that I don't get to be the judge and the jury. <laughs> That's his job. And when I let go of that judgment, the weight of the world fell off my shoulders. I was free. I was free of the bondage of trying to figure out how I somehow can impact change in that situation because God's remind, reminding us it's not our responsibility 
to judge other people and to, and to enforce the law upon them. Like, who are we? Who are we? We are just human beings and we are all going through very different walks of life. And God, he will do, he will take care of the wicked. Okay. And if you are my Lola and you are listening to this episode, let's dare to walk in love. Let's dare to go against the grain and to break the stereotypes of church, quote unquote, of religion, quote unquote, because there are far too many people that believe that Christians are judgmental. And maybe some of us are, but we aren't. Not you and me, sister. We are going to dare to love everybody equally. We are going to dare to show what Christianity is through our actions, not just our words. And we are going to dare to shout from the rooftops that everyone is welcome here. And if you don't like that, you're welcome to go. I love you and I hope you stay, but I am not changing who I am because somebody is judging me. Because God told me, God tells me daily, love everybody equally. Love that neighbor, Stephanie. You love that. You love that person that's going through a hard time. You love that person that has a different political view than you. You love that person that has a different income level than you. You love that person that maybe looks like they're falling apart. You love that homeless man. Like I'm getting fired up, you guys, because this is what it's all about. This is what it's about. It's about love, not hate. And to me, judgment is hate. So I just hope that you guys are with me on this. I hope that you are going to be audacious enough to make a stand. And also know that if you're not getting haterade, <laughs> you are probably not being bold enough. <laughs> Whenever I get like something like that judgment or hate or you get that negative review or you get that mean inbox message, you know you're doing something right because you are touching a nerve. You're touching a nerve in somebody else that needs to have that nerve touched. I can't imagine that God would say, be quiet now. Somebody judged you. Somebody sent you something mean. You got some criticism. I think that's God applauding us for being bold because being Christ-like is my number one goal. And I don't ever remember in all the stories of Jesus being here with us where he said, I'm not going to love you because you're crippled. I'm not going to love you because you have a different belief than me. I actually remember Jesus walking in there and saying, let me show you love. Let me show you light. Let me teach you in my way. And if you choose to come with me, that's a beautiful, incredible, magical thing. And don't you think that he made more waves and he made more impact doing it that way? I do. Whew. Okay. That was fun. Uh <laughs> I want to leave you with a prayer, my beautiful, that if you are facing opposition in any way, shape, or form, if you feel judged, if you feel like you are being condemned in any way, but you are good with it, that you talk to God about it and ask God to give you strength and perseverance to continue pushing forward in your message, to continue moving your feet, to focus on the right, the good, the true, and the pure, and to put aside the things that are not real. Put aside the tests from this earth and the people that are judging you because guess what? None of that matters if God is asking you to continue forward. 
Put your faith in him. Put your eyes on him. Don't get distracted. There is nothing that can deter you from your work. I believe in you. I'm sending you a huge virtual hug. Love you to the moon and back. Let's do this. Let's make waves. Let's be the change makers. Let's be the world changers. Let's be the kingdom queens. Let's do this together. Okay? I'll see you soon. As always, love and light, Steph. If you like Mama Soul, leave a review. Pretty peace. Hey, Mama, real quick before you go. If you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate, and shift the way that mamas look at life because, sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.